Maybe you're here today and you're struggling to find actual healing from narcissistic abuse. We've talked to countless people that have been to different therapies, that have been to different modalities, that have gone to different things, and they still struggle with how do I actually heal. Maybe you've been no contact, maybe you've learned about narcissism, and you still feel like there's something missing. Like you're looking in your life and you're like, something is missing because I'm still not at the place where I feel like I'm actually healed or I'm actually growing the place. I still have the thoughts. I still have the rumination. I'm still struggling in different aspects, still struggling with the pain. Maybe discover that time just alone isn't enough to mend the wounds left by a toxic relationship. Narcissistic abuse leaves scars that run super deep and affects every aspect of your life. While going no contact, educating yourselves about narcissism are important steps. They're not the sole solutions to healing. I want to guide you through some of this aspect and talk about three ways that you're not going to heal. Three ways that might be needed to heal, but is not going to heal you. Then I want to talk to you about how we can actually help you with that. How to be able to move forward. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness about narcissistic abuse. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. We're going to dive into these misconceptions really quick and first understand that like these are not necessarily like you, you would never do these. It's just saying if you do this, it does not guarantee healing. That's the main piece I want to be able to show here. Okay, number one, no contact alone is not enough. Just you going no contact with the narcissist, it could be a first step, could be a process in your healing, but it is not enough to heal you. It's not going to do it. We've met with countless people that have been six months, a year, two years, five years out of the relationship, and they've been no contact and they're still not healed. They still have the intrusive thoughts. They still have the narcissist's voice in their head telling them that they're not good enough, that they're not worthy, that no one's going to love them, that no one's going to care about them, no one's going to invest time in a single mom, all these different things. And so sometimes going no contact, it might be a vital thing. And oftentimes it creates capacity and it creates a safe space to be able to heal, but it doesn't guarantee healing. Sometimes you can be no contact and you can still be pain shopping. You can be unblocking and blocking. You can be going back, looking at their social media, logging in from another one to see, are they happy now? Do, have they moved on? Do they have a new supply? Is she better than me? All these different thoughts that are going to plague you. And so oftentimes going no contact, sometimes it's not fully no contact, but sometimes going no contact still is not going to heal you. Just doing this alone won't heal the wounds that have left behind. We're going to talk about what's going to help but I need you to understand that like first and foremost, no contact is not going to heal you. You may have got to the place where you're no contact, but you still find yourself haunted. Almost feeling like crazy at times with intrusive thoughts, with emotional triggers that seem to hinder your progress. It feels like it's five steps forward, 10 steps back. You're like, well, I was doing better and I thought I was actually past this. And then you hear a song and you're triggered back into the same spot you were two years before. And you're like anxiety, frustration, all these different things. Anger starts to leak out, not just on from you to others, to coworkers, to friends, to family, to your kids, all these different things. And you're like, what is wrong with me? Why am I not healed? I'm no contact. He's not in my life. Why am I not healed? Because no contact is not enough to heal you. The second thing I want to point out that's not enough to heal you is knowledge of narcissism. You might be like, wait a second. Like you give a lot of awareness, 100%. 
but not everybody who watches my channel or Lee's channel or Dr. Ramani's or different people's gets the healing they need because just the knowledge alone is not a magic fix. It's not going to make it better. Now, how I know this on multiple levels, one level is talking to counselors and psychologists that contact me to be able to help them through understanding narcissistic abuse that happened to them. And they come from a frame of like, I feel really dumb because I, I studied this, I know this, I help people with this, but I still got into it. This is because knowledge isn't enough. Like educating you about narcissism empowers you to understand the dynamics of the whole abuse, of the whole manipulation, but knowledge alone will not mend you. It will not fix the internal damage caused by a toxic narcissistic person. And we've seen it. Healing involves something much deeper. And one thing you need to understand is that you might learn about narcissism to a point where you can recite the terms, where you can talk to me about it, where you can articulate it really well, where you can say, hey, this is what he did. This is why he did it. You might know all of that and still be stuck. You might still struggle to rebuild self-esteem to be able to trust your own judgment. One way to be able to think of this is you might be sitting here being like, yeah, I don't think I can ever trust another person again. What I'd have you consider just with that phrase, just consider for a moment, it might not be that you're afraid of trusting another person. It might be that you're afraid of trusting yourself to make a decision about trusting another person. Oftentimes it gets twisted in our head. Because even just having the knowledge will not save you and will not heal you. The third thing I want to point out that will not heal you is time. People have the adage, time heals all wounds. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because we've seen people that have had lots of time, but it doesn't fully apply to the complexities of narcissistic abuse. There's more nuance. There's more things. There's more triggers. There's things that like are almost timeless that until they get worked on will trigger you and control you and bring you back to a state of anxiety and stress and frustration, locking you into the trauma bond, keeping you in the rumination. And without like these active steps towards healing, time may dull the pain, but it'll still be there. And the healing that you actually desire, the empowerment that you're looking for, the freedom and the peace that you're actually seeking will not be accessed because time does not heal all wounds. Sometimes the scars will just fester. They'll start to rub and open up with new relationships that you think are going to help fix it, but it ends up spilling out into the next one. And then you feel toxic and then you feel like you're struggling and back and forth, it affects your personal well-being. It affects how you show up to the people around you. You might have thought years after leaving the abusive relationship that you're like, I'm good now. But then something happens and you find yourself struggling with anxiety, with self-doubt. So review real quick. I need you to understand, understanding that, hey, these three things like do not guarantee healing. Going no contact is not enough. Knowledge of narcissism is not a magic fix. Time doesn't heal all wounds. So what actually does? What actually works to a place of getting you to healing as freedom and peace? Moving into a place where you can be free mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually from this person, and you can actually step into peace. True healing from narcissistic abuse isn't just about running away from the pain or having an absence of pain. It's about being able to bring you to a state where you can regain your freedom, 
your inner peace, and a renewed sense of who you are. It involves breaking free from the chains and stepping into a life that's defined by self-love and empowerment. Imagine what that would look like. Just for a minute, just like, say like we pause the video and we're, and we're just talking, just you and me. Like imagine what would that look like? Like if you could step into a place where you actually felt free and at peace, how would you show up differently today if you were at free and at peace? How would that show up connectedness to your kids? How would that show up with the aliveness that you would have when you participate in your job or in work functions? How would that show up different when you meet your friends for coffee or when you engage with healthy family members? Like what would that look like in your life? What would that sound like on a day-to-day basis if you had this freedom, if you had this peace in your life? Sit with it for a moment. Even pause the video and close your eyes and think through this. Like, what would this actually be like? Because a survivor begins to rebuild their life with newfound sense of purpose and focus when they start to focus on their own well-being. But how does this actually work? Two things that we want to be able to touch on. First one is going into this aspect of embracing the truth with the facts. Now, what do I mean by that? Side note really quick. Your truth, my truth, anyone's truth is irrelevant. The facts are the only thing that's going to set you free. The facts, the the, the demonstrated, the evidence, the things that you know are actually true based on this is the evidence are the only thing that's going to set you free. The problem is sometimes your truth gets skewed to believe a certain reality that's not based on facts. So healing begins by acknowledging the facts of the abuse, by confronting the painful truths that were once denied and once minimized. This might be involved with radical acceptance of facing like the harsh reality of what actually happened and the impact it had on your life. But then it's taking those facts and understanding how do I actually need to respond to them? What do I need to do? This is the moment of stepping into the pain so we can actually step through it. And by stepping through it, you start to craft your own narrative. This all goes back to the story that you believe. You see, this aspect of not just changing your life, but transforming your life leads to rewiring the story that you tell yourself. Instead of being defined by what has happened to you, Instead of being defined as a victim or someone that has been abused, you reclaim the narrative. You become resilient as the survivor who emerged from the darkness with strength and wisdom and steps into a place of freedom. But the facts, the truth, the honesty of where you currently are has to be established first before we can ever build anything on that. We focus on helping you rewire the story that you believe because otherwise you'll start to believe the facade that he was going to change, that he loved you, that he cared about you, when in reality he never demonstrated that and we know that based on the facts, not based on the truth of the story you're telling yourself or the story that he told you, but based on the facts of what was demonstrated. When we're able to help you reframe your experiences, you start to shift from feeling broken to feeling empowered. From feeling frustrated and confused and stuck in the fog to feeling capable of creating a fulfilling new life. But you have to understand the three things that don't work and how we actually build a framework based on the facts and based on the story you tell yourself to set you free. This is not rewriting history. We're not going back and we're not putting in a false narrative. We're not giving you fake stuff. We're saying, hey, the only way you can actually be free is dealing with the facts. 
the rock-solid, hard truth evidence of this is what happened to be able to help you to change the story that you believe on a day-to-day basis so you can rise to be the person you're called to be. If we can help with that, please reach out. Go to claritychallenge.net to start the challenge that we have there of you uncovering this process, of you uncovering you. If we can help you attain that, that freedom, that peace, would you want to know more? Go to claritychallenge.net today. Watch the videos that are on there. Other survivors that have gone through it that are telling and proclaiming their truth by sharing the facts of their situation, how it actually helped set them free, how it helped them move from the person they once were to the person they are now to the person that they're becoming. Go to claritychallenge.net today.